Hi. I was put in this podcast with 25,000 hungry mosquitoes, and as you can see, they've all left due to lack of interest. This is LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for May 23rd, 2009. of interest as well yeah i would have yeah i didn't even make it through the intro i'm I, already in my room i have to catch i have to capture this on my computer and then probably listen to it again later and then you know put it up for these people to listen to that's always the fun part well, thankfully we, we respect your sacrifice jer you yeah. should you should because so much boredom i could die of boredom yeah yeah i i don't this week by the way just because i realized we haven't done a roll call in a while jer matt bill paul kathleen raymond and myself Woo! Right. wasn't a roll call. James. Holla! James, for the record, is will probably be joining us probably at his through. parents' house, watching uh, Predator like a slut. At this rate, James, <laughs> like won't, James will not be joining us partway through because my computer is going to run out of battery power uh, fairly promptly. Yeah. So you yeah, have a limited a limited span um, of time. You don't have All a thing right. to plug it into the wall. So no, we don't have a power cord. So we have mm. 19 minutes. Oh. Sweet. What? Really? Yes. What? Keep it short. Make it short podcast. Okay. Tell, well, let's talk about the video. You should tell James to bring his video. All right, Skeeter Pellant. So the script uh, by Johnny Lunchbox, actually, who's who we haven't done a video of this in, in quite a while. He, he uh, stopped sending them, but I actually talked to him the other day, and uh, he uh, he said that he's planning on doing some more writing. He's been really busy with school and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, found this video in a folder of of sketches he'd sent us, and uh, we're like, wow, that's actually funny. I wonder why we didn't do that originally, because this was like two and a half years old, seriously. Our standards have gone way down, and we were, like initially we rejected it because it was bad. Yeah, and we were, yeah, like, exactly. And we we're like, uh, actually, actually, we've done much worse stuff. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so we shot it, and we're like, man, if only we had a tent. And Matt was like, my my parents have a what was that like a five person tent, six person tent? Yeah, I did offer you the use of my one person tent. True. You were rejected. This worked better because we could get the dolly inside. Yeah, some pretty sweet dollying shot in this. Yes. The uh, the one casualty, though, was my beard, which uh, was a little unfortunate because... A little? It Why'd was... you have to cut it? Uh, well, because, you know, so young... I could be five years younger in, in, in the previous shot. Oh, I, right, right. It, yeah. This was determined by everyone but me. You do look a lot younger with it. Oh, was, yeah. It was suggested, and you went along with I it. I know, I know. Commitment I'm, to comedy. I know. I'm sort of regretting it because it's taking a while to come back in, and it's in that really, like, yeah, really scratchy cool. phase where it looks kind I of that. scraggly, which is annoying, but oh well. But that phase only lasts for, like, two hours, right? So if you're Jer... People, people on the forum seem to appreciate it, though. Yeah. yeah. The people, people in the comment thread seem to like it. They appreciate what, it, but they're like... Weird? Yeah, but they're like, no, come back, be... No, 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 they appreciate that I would... That I that would shave would it for it, comedy, yeah. but I think the the vast majority of people want the beard back. So, wow. myself included. So, and me. Yeah, it's yes. like when I saw Morgan when she entirely shaved, he looked really young too. Oh yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, he needs that scruff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he of course is not here because he's on his vision quest. So. Mm-hmm. Um, his vision is to become a big hippie, and so far he's succeeding. I actually went for my. For a job interview with my beard for the first time ever a little while ago. How'd that work out for you? Very well. Well, I would have got the job if, if right I, yeah. if you'd had a degree, right? Yes. <laughs> so um, the uh, yeah, Can I mean, you just say, but I have this beard. <laughs> well, it's you like, know what? What I did say, uh, my mother asked me how it went afterwards, and I said, you know what? I am probably the only person they will interview today who has a fucking full Windsor. So there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went sorry, Lickin'. sorry, but the boss has pagonophobia. Yeah. So the uh, the shoot was pretty straightforward. I mean, it's not uh, like there's not much going on in the video. It's mostly just me talking. Uh, so we shot all the bits with me with a beard, and uh, that you know, they actually went pretty well considering the large blocks of text mm-hmm. and all those mosquitoes you had to wrangle. Exactly. And then went inside and shaved and did that last part. And uh, yeah, it turned out pretty well. Now Jer, uh, which I I really sh- should have credited you for that and the couple other times that you've <laughs> done random random uh, graphics, but uh, Jer did the uh, the skeeter pellant label. Uh, that mm, nice, that yeah. morning, uh, and it's awesome. It's you really got to see it up close to to truly appreciate it. But when, trust me, it's hilarious. When the runner's site gets going, yeah, all of this soon. By the way, very. I, I know I've said that before, but you have no idea how close it is. 
Yes, but when 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 the runner site gets going, we will put all that crap up there. Yeah, it'll uh, be the repository for neat stuff. So or at least semi neat things. Yeah, it's uh, untidy things. I think the things are fairly neat. See, we Not uh, that way, in Canada but, uh, we're used to all of our products having both English and French translations because we have two national languages, and uh, we have a lot of fun with the French translations because <laughs> uh, you know why not? Well, the, I think the key is that none of us speak fluent, fluent French. French. Yeah, so yeah, we, so we have approximate. A, yeah, I think anybody who does speak French fluently when they see these will probably cry. It's like it's like or an, laugh. an approximate laugh. idea combined with a bit of uh, Babelfish, you know. Kind of well, I just it. know that there's one on the skeeter pellant can that says a completely reasonable sentence in English, and then the French translation is just encore en français, which just means again in French. So, yeah, there's some entertaining stuff there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that was the video. Like, what else was there? All right, moving I on. I like my diagram. That was fun. Mm. I, I got to use the morph tool, which I don't use often, so... That was, that was well done. I like that. Yeah. All right, what are we playing now? Graham, what are you playing now? Yeah, I'm playing more Fallout 3 Broken Steel. Right. Cortex Command, greatest game ever. Download. Kathleen. Oh my god, just got to the last dungeon in... We don't Persona care where 4. you are, what are you playing? <laughs> Still Persona 4. And you recently discovered... Oh, who the murderer was, finally! No, I mean the other game you discovered. It's always Professor Plum. The reason I haven't been able to get my iPhone away from you for the past week. Oh, In the library Peggle. with the candlestick. I found out what Peggle is. I love Peggle. All right, Paul, so what are you playing now? Nothing. Bill, what are you playing now? Just Dota right now. Okay, I'm playing Dynasty Warriors Gundam Peggle on iPhone. I'm dabbling in Final Fantasy XII on my PlayStation 2. And I am still playing WoW. Jer, what are you playing now? I'm also playing Final Fantasy XII and KOTOR. Yay! Which KOTOR? Moving on to... First one. Nice. Last night, double-bladed lightsaber, you know. Wow. Rolling right along on this podcast, all right. How's the battery doing, Jer? Let's go to the leaderboard. Uh, Oh, I'm really tired, man. It's going to take me a while to switch these. (laughs) We should be about 12 minutes at this point. I've got alt held down and tab. Mm. Oh, oh, there we go. Man, you suck, Jer. Are you using full brightness on that monitor? I am using full brightness on this monitor. (laughs) You can can turn the brightness down, yeah. What's the the, uh, leaderboard total there, Jer, for, uh, for battery life? Uh, okay, I've just turned the brightness down. Nice, nice. So, so it has to probably has to recalculate. Yeah, uh, it's it's still saying twelve minutes remaining. All right, cool. But, uh, Can you turn off the glowing Apple logo? No, no that's that, that's that's just lit by the back. the back of the monitor. Uh, yeah. All right. So. Um, all right. Ask uh, where. I can let Matt read this. Cause, okay, which one? Uh, so we've done that one. Uh, so this one. All right. What would you consider the best invention or reinvention to coincide with the use of the internet? I can't Forums are as an example. How is that a reinvention of something? It's an invention. Well, it's, it's, it's invention or reinvention. That's yeah. fair enough. Okay, can, it's I, reinventing captioning with cats. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty solid answer. <laughs> okay. I, I gotta say, I am uh, a big fan of the uh, reinvention of uh, distribution means for... Porn. Video and porn. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for instance, uh, the internet taking over for TV. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm in favor of this. It's just any kind That's of... That's because we're stars on the internet, but not on TV. No, well, no, I also mean just, like, the ability to get TV shows online. Legitimately. Or yeah. or illegitimately. Uh, but I, I would appreciate Hulu in Canada. I would, I, I would also appreciate Hulu in Canada, except Hulu is experiencing trouble right now. What with networks pulling their shows off or only allowing it to distribute the last, like, the five most recent episodes. Why? Because they don't like the idea that people can stream any episode of, an ep- of a show that they want at any given point in time. Because then what reason do they have to go out and buy the DVDs or watch things on TV so for advertising revenue? If I can't watch what I want through legitimate services... What I know, <laughs> I know, if you can watch what you want through legitimate services, you're going to watch what you want legally. If you can't do it, then you're going to pirate it. Or bootleg it, as the case yes, may be. And, uh, and Bootlegger. It's just... I, I hate old media so much. They're okay, so, so dumb. I, I like the idea... Like uh, There's nothing like the internet for for community stuff. Like, building community... Like, it used to be, you know... Whether through... Whether porn or any kind of sort of oh, slightly yeah. fringe activity... Uh, people would have to be like, you know, really? gather around like, uh, you know, like make little like zines on photocopiers and try to pass them around to people or send stuff through the mail and try to like, there's, it's amazing how like you, as, as long as like 
you know, ten people in the entire world uh, think the same way you do, you can set up a group and you can talk to other people who are cool. That so. has its ups and downs, though. Well, yeah, frequently ten other people with the same fetish as you. Yeah, because then you get <laughs> then you get really, really, really weird people who are like, "There's other people like me. We deserve to be treated the same." And it's like, "Yeah, but you'd suck." <laughs> no one, no one else thinks Mega Man Six is the best in the series. I do. Me and my three friends. One of them is in the Ukraine, and the no. other is in Somalia, and the third one is me and my dog. Mega Man Two is the best. But 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 my everyone do, my, knows Mega sorry, Man Two is the my best. dog Treble. No, Matt, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck. No. Who here has actually beat a Mega Man game? Not Matt. Woo! X4. X don't count. None I, I, of X games count except X2. Mega Man Soccer. You, you, you don't even need to say except Matt because I have never beaten a Mega Man game. Exactly. Moving you, on. Matt can't even beat an X, Mega Man X game. That's how awesome he is. Yes, ridiculing me for being terrible at video games is passe because I acknowledge <laughs> yes. freely that I'm terrible at video so games. Moving okay, on. Next question. Thanks. Matt? I'm waiting for Jared to find me another it's suitable question. the top question, question oh, okay. at the top of a very dim screen. <laughs> okay, I thought we were skipping these. What is the terminal... This, wait, wait, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> we have ten minutes to live and we're go, on go, a go. short, short okay, confused podcast. Okay, just a second. I, let's get a real question going. It occurs to me that we actually need to make this podcast shorter than the remaining battery life. So you can save it before your computer dies. That wouldn't hurt. That's a fair assessment. But really, I don't think anyone's going to care if... Kathleen's uh, thinking too much. Okay, next Sorry, page. Element Shaw and Lying in Bed Mon, I am skipping a whole bunch of your, yeah, of you, your questions. Your questions are next. retroactively removed, okay? Next. You are abusing the privilege. So... And hold on, okay, there's, there we go. There's, there's a whole some bunch questions. of just Element Shaw and Lying in Bed Mon. We Combo breaker. Okay, uh, presumably by the time you get around to this, the last of the class updates will have come out for TF2. If anybody at the podcast plays <laughs> TF2, what do they think of the game now compared to when it came out? I don't know that anybody here plays TF2 that I much. Do. I just saw uh, the, uh, Ray, the, the, the and they only just did the, I just saw the uh, update. The meet the they spy just did the video. update, and so cool. a bunch of servers have errors and stuff, so I could barely even play to experience the update. So uh, good yeah. I haven't played the new one. Okay, but the, the meet the spy. Uh, the video was the video awesome. was hilarious. It was funniest thing. One of the funniest videos online I've seen recently is uh, footage from the uh, from the Vince with Slap Chop uh, video. Uh, footage from that with audio of the TF2 Scout. It is hilarious. Yes, yes it is. Okay, if a fan had some vacation time available and, in, and instead of visiting the Panama Canal or China or that place where you can drive through the middle of a tree, they decided to check out BC and Victoria to meet the Lurk crew and take them out to dinner and other like activities. Would you want to hang hang with them here and uh, or here and there while they experienced your fine city, or would something like this be a little more disquieting than you would be comfortable with? On a scale of LARPer to furry, how creepy are you? Uh, this, just... this is Evil Jim, so oh, no. presumably but... not, totally. not altogether that <laughs> uncool. See, this is the thing, like, I remember at the Child's Play charity dinner, uh, it... you know, they are talking about, like, they auctioned off a spend the day with Penny Arcade. Like, yeah. Uh, and they're saying it's really... It's awesome. not that, it's not that, like, we basically, like, got a pizza and played video games. Like, it's not, you know, hanging out with us is just, hang, like, hanging out with any other people. We're, uh, yeah. we, don't really, we, don't really, we don't really have anything particular planned. But, you know, if that's, if that's cool for you, then uh, bring it on. Why to not? be fair, yeah. to be fair, I think if we are going to uh, say bring it on, we should say bring it on for the low, low price of nine ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, hey, if you for loading, for ready, food. run, travel, uh, travel, and Victoria tours, we uh, we oh, will we set... charge for this now. No, uh, well, I think we charge. I think, we're, we charge for... I think, I think we're going to say if 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 we're going to endorse the idea of coming to visit, we're taking us out for dinner. Yeah, yeah taking us to dinner. That's I pretty think awesome. But that's I mean... a product we can sell it. I think we run with. I guess this. it really depend how like busy we were. It's like you know, it, you know it's you, like the house star house tours. We get, at the very least we should sell maps to all the houses. Seen a, these people have seen our apartments. There's nothing to see. If someone yeah, it's true. Be like they've seen everything, everything in my house. <laughs> the, the stars themselves don't sell the star tours. <laughs> if someone if someone honestly comes here from out of town, I will hang out with you at For least sure. at least once. But yes. we have other like, at, at now, least until you realize is, how creepy they are. Not, and not to sound like a excuse yourself. That's why I said at least. <laughs> but if you come to Victoria or to Vancouver and you expect to spend a lot of time with us, we all have things we do, like loading ready run and work and things that take up a lot of our time. So we don't exactly. like, we realize we might be that busy. you're here on vacation, but we may only have a couple hours to spend with you. And yes. we're not doing that because we're mean. 
Also, yes. yeah, when it's like, hey, can I help out with a Loading Ready Run video? And we say yes. What that will probably consist of is you coming and... Holding the boom. <laughs> sitting or, sitting or around a lot. Si- sitting around a lot, which is probably what we'd be doing. Yes. Or, uh, yeah. E- even if you were in the video, you're, you would like, be like, you would have your part, and then there would be a lot of sitting around and being bored for the rest of the day, unless you screwed off and did like something else. It's like the real movies. They suck. Yes. Uh, all right. Next question. Dear Lure Crew, uh, with the Whitest Kids You Know comedy group tagged to the upcoming film Miss March, what waste of money film would you all like to be a part of? Waste of money film? Uh, well, I don't know. That seems like a waste of money well, film. Well, Ryan Reynolds yeah. is in it. Yeah. What would I want to be a part what of? I by, hate... What do you mean by they tagged it? Didn't they actually make it? Yeah. Yes. Did it say tapped? No. Nope. Tagged to the... Like, I think he means, like, attached, attached to. to. Oh. Yeah. oh. Okay. Well, the, yeah, would... they, they, they're starring in it, and I think they wrote it as well. I hate the waste... <laughs> well, I don't even... Wait, I don't know. Do you know? No, they no, said waste of... I think duty... Uh, what are you talking about? Duty sketch was really good, but... Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. So what terrible movie? What terrible movie terrible would we movie. want to be attached that it, to? That has come out in the last little while. Uh, not even necessarily. Three minutes. Of I wouldn't want to be attached to a terrible movie. You know. If we, I think it's if we were to write and make a terrible movie, what would the basic concept of it be? Mm. I think we can't say that. It would because be a movie be, about making uh, a movie. Probably. 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 Making a shitty movie about making a shitty movie. A shitty movie make about making shitty movies. To further the best podcast, it would be really meta. Tally's on the phone for you. Hooray. Oh, Matt, read okay. the next question. Uh, one last question here, guys, and then I think we are done for the evening because we are down to 4% battery life. Uh, hey, guys, what is the dodgiest repair patch hack you've performed to keep something running? I think we hmm. actually answering that. had yeah. that question once, uh, and I believe we did answer it. Un- unfortunately, I don't think we came up with a very I think, good I think, answer. I think I've got a great answer right now. Ending the podcast early to save the battery. That is the dodgiest hack <laughs> to keep dodgy, something running. Dodgy that, podcast. That is a pretty this was a dodgy podcast. solid We'll We'll make up for it next hack. week, you guys. Don't right. worry. That has Damn been it. the Loading Ready Run podcast. Indeed. It's a shame. This it's is a sh- the most frantic podcast ever, by the way. I think so. It's a shame I don't know my way around Max better because my goal had been to just have the podcast end as you said that, but I couldn't get back to it. Oh. I can... All right. So, in the interest of uh, saving the battery, goodbye. Hopefully, uh, I will have time to add something crazy to the end of this. Oh, good. oh no. Good yeah, night. And the chair cast. We forgot about that. That was me five years ago, and I still repel podcast listeners. Thanks to Skeeter Pellet. After that podcast, we'll be lucky if we have any listeners left. So, uh... Because the latest podcast was really short, um, we have, or I have decided that it would be really cool to do some bonus content, uh, and that's why it's a little bit late this week. So if you're if you're on the boards complaining right now that it's not up, uh, well, you're right, it's not, but it will be tonight. <laughs> um, and so, I, but I thought it could be cooler or cool to uh, to meet some members uh, of the Loading Ready Run cast uh who aren't spoken to as much who you don't get to communicate with as much and uh as, as such i went to my D group who have been of course in commodore hustle and uh and invited them to come on very short notice uh with extreme time constraints so all of us who made it uh which is dale uh, so we're uh, are here recording this little bonus feature uh so yes here's dale um, so this is Q&A, right? They're going to ask us questions and we're going to respond to them. It would be... We have a whole thread on the forum that we use to um, have them ask us questions. Right. I don't know if they're questions you'd be interested in answering because they're, a lot of them involve Abe Lincoln. And uh, actually, it's, some of them... It, sometimes people get into post-wars and things like that mm-hmm. and so they just post redundant stuff over and over <laughs> and over again and we have to weed through it. Um, I just thought it might be interesting to, to go over sort of uh, who, like, sort of our past gaming history and what we're doing now as far insofar as, as games. Um, people know you mostly as a member of my gaming group. Right. Um, do you want to just get, flesh that character profile out a little bit? Well, in Commodore Hustle, I'm sort of the token old dude uh, who plays in Jer's game. I presumably... Uh, use Unix and um, prefer first edition over all this newfangled stuff, except in the latest one when I wanted to go to fourth. Right. Uh, but, you know, the, 
irony in that was uh, was I thought well placed, and it's good to <laughs> it's good to get beyond the stereotype. We're we're you know we're not about tokenism and loading ready run. We just we're just all white men, so right. we you know we don't even bother with that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so I'm not actually playing in any campaigns right, right now. Well, just so in real life. You know, outside of Loading Ready Run, you right. do some performance stuff as well. That's true. Yeah. Um, I just finished Pirates of Penzance, uh, I guess, a month and a half ago now. Um, that was a lot of fun. I was generic pirate number nine in Act One and generic Bobby, that's a British policeman, number three in uh, Act Two. And I was dance captain. Excellent. Yeah, that was fun. Sweet. I, I was dance captain in a Loading Ready Run video many, many, many moons ago. So. so, in a Loading Ready Run video, what's the difference between dance captain and choreographer? Uh, well, as far as I was concerned, there was really not much of a difference. One person was, uh, well, I mean, I was leading the dances as they happened. Right. And saying, we should do this dance here. <laughs> okay. And uh, and then trying to figure out how people should line up. And Graham, like a cha like a champion, didn't cor didn't uh, credit me in ah. possibly the only rolling credits that Loading Ready Run has ever had before we just moved the credits out of the video. Wow. Yeah. So my uncle watched it. And he was like, he insisted on watching the credits. I was like, well, I don't see you as dance captain in the credits. So <laughs> I, I don't believe it's happening. And, I, and I'm peaking the levels now. Yeah, I think both of us are. Yeah. Oh, well. That's, that's what the magic of editing is for. I can, I can make us seem quieter. Um, anyway, so yeah, in, in real life, you're not actually playing in, in a campaign at all. Nor am I actually GMing a campaign <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> But, you know, you could pick that up again sometime. That's Get us true. back to Castle Greyhawk. Well, you know, I've considered doing that on Thursdays. My my Greyhawk campaign, uh, which was, not, I guess, the first time in Commodore Hustle that you guys showed up, I was GMing... Um, the the Osirian game. Was with I, Pathfinder right, yeah, RPG. Uh, right, I was doing the Osirian game with, with the Pathfinder RPG beta. And, and that actually was our game. We just picked up where we were playing and right. carried on. Well, because... It's. I mean, it just seemed appropriate. It was. It was what was on my mind when I was writing that particular video, and right. you know that it it worked. Uh, and the second time when it was just you and Ryan who showed up, that might have been when I had when I was actually running the Castle Greyhawk game. I'm not sure. That could be. Um, Tally really wants to get back to that game at some point because okay. she was playing a, a Mystic Therge. Right, and she, she was the complete opposite of all the rest of us. Right, and she was the only non I like guess the only time that she's really played on a quasi effective non fighter <laughs> and so she and she put a lot of work into that character and really wants to get back to that spell casting so you know I could I could see doing that I put a lot okay. of prep into that campaign but we might have to transition it over to the actual final pathfinder rules when they when they actually come In out August. so fair enough um so uh let's just briefly step back uh, we've talked about, you know, Pathfinder and D&D &D and whatnot, but I thought it might be fun to just try and uh, go over our various gaming histories. This is something that I don't really talk about in the Lure podcast because uh, we're talking about video games and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, just as far as, you know, where we come from as far as gaming. I have a very... I, I don't... I have a pretty distinct timeline for how I got into into role-playing games. Dale, I don't know if, if yours is, is quite as... Uh, clear cut. Well, I remember buying my first RPG. Do I have to date myself here? I guess I do. 1982, I bought first edition Gamma World. Excellent. And uh, there was nobody to run it and nobody to play it, so I was the first DM for, well, first for my sister and then for, you know, we just put together a group. Yeah. So you like many like many early gamers though started by running siblings through stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. My sister was never at all interested in anything gaming related. No. Um, so I never really had that experience. I my first experience with gaming was, uh, or something that was akin to it was the fighting fantasy books by Steve oh, Jackson and Ian Livingstone. Yeah. Ian Livingstone, I think, is running Eidos now, which hmm. is. A uh, big gaming company that makes right. Tomb Raider and whatnot, and I think Steve Jackson is at Games Workshop. That sounds right. 
Yeah, anyway, so they, the two of them, uh, they did these fighting fantasy books, which were basically like choose-your-own-adventures with fighting in them. You yes. had sort of a, a, a character sheet in the back, or something resembling it with skill, stamina, and luck. Did you use dice with those? You rolled 2d6 okay. to, for everything, and you had you had to keep an equipment list, and like there were bits where it was like, if you want to use your magic potion, turn to page X and cross the potion off your character <laughs> sheet. Um, so I, like, I had a few of these, but my friend Mike, uh, who was like a, you know, my best friend growing up, had uh, had a ton of them, and he eventually got a book that was written by Jackson and Livingstone, or at least like they, they had they became sort of like um, who was the Hardy Boys guy? Uh, uh, Franklin W. Dixon. Right. I mean, like I I got the impression that it wasn't them really writing the books by the end because right. there were so many of them coming out, but their sort of um, imprint came out with uh, a rules book that actually codified how to run like a D and D game using that system. Oh wow. And I don't. I have never been able to find it again. Wow. Uh, my my friend Mike, I swear, had it. It was. It had like a monster book with it, and like a bunch of different stuff. But I could never. Um, I've never been able to track it down since. But uh, so he started running some of that for me. Okay. Which was which I thought was really cool. Then uh, he got into the TMNT RPG. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Um, which. Again, we it was like Turtle Mania in like nineteen eighty. It it must have been actually like nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety at that point. Okay. Um, but Turtle Mania, everyone into the Ninja Turtles, so we we got it, and I I actually had a duck character. This is before the <laughs> this is before the duck fascination, but right. this I recall actually creating a duck and a mole, were my two Ninja Turtles characters. Okay. Um. Did, sorry, I, I, beyond Gamma World, did you have, like, a next step? Oh, at, I did Gamma World a lot for a long time, and then I just sort of went slutty and tried everything mm. I could possibly try. So, because, uh, I mean, for me, this was still sort of a very new thing. Right. So, I, so but TMNT was produced by Palladium. Okay. And in the second edition, they decided they wanted to bring it in line with Heroes Unlimited, which was their superhero game. Right. Um, so, we we started playing TMNT second edition, and again, by playing, I mean that we had a very, very basic grasp on the rule set, and sort of just, we, it was the games were usually one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And... Uh, they went off in all sorts of weird and fantastical directions. Uh, so, but eventually, uh, he sort of transitioned from TMNT to Heroes Unlimited to Rifts, and that's where I stopped. Um, <laughs> Good call. That's not to say that I didn't ever pick up Rifts again, because I did, mm -hmm. but uh, he got into Rifts, I was a little bit into it, but then I, I sort of went off and did video games and things like that. And some of the kids at my school had D&D, &D, and they would bring the, the books to school, and we would look at them. And so I, second edition would have been out by this point. I'm not even... Yeah, it was second edition, and it was there was definitely the Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance stuff around. Okay. Because that's what they had. Like, no one had, like, the core rules. Uh. Everyone had, like, supplemental <laughs> books that had cool stuff in them. And, like, and none of us knew how to play, which was okay. We uh, Many of us had dice of various, various descriptions. Right. So we would all bring our sort of collections of dice... And whenever someone had to roll something, they would just roll arbitrarily, and the GM would decide what <laughs> happened. Um, and I did that on the school ground for, for a while. Eventually, one of my other friends, another Mike, uh, got into Rifts, and we played that sort of with a more cohesive set of rules for a while. It was, I think it's actually, we were playing Rifts in the way that they actually intended, because we okay. were basically... Um, Making characters and like opening and spending opening the books and spending a lot of time oogling over equipment, and like decking our guys out in like the coolest way possible, and then <laughs> dropping the characters and making new ones. Um, and uh, so we did that for a while, and uh, not a while. We did that for like a month, okay. and then stopped. And I didn't game again. I then I, by that point I was playing Magic, and right. you of course also played Magic. Dale ran Magic tournaments before I knew him uh, that true. I was involved in. But he had a goatee. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Back then, yeah, I, I was a certified judge. I got to go judge at Worlds. That was a lot of fun, working through translators and all that stuff. Sweet. That was mid nineties. Where and of course the people from various other countries would also have cards in like Japanese or whatever. Yes. That's yeah, that's very cool. Where were and where were the Worlds then? That was in Seattle. Oh, okay. At Watsi HQ. The uh, 
Yeah, it's funny too when you think about it because at the time, uh, go, just going back to that era, the there was not a real game store in Victoria. There were a couple of comic shops that were transitioning into game stores, uh, one of which was Dragon Strike. Yes. Curious Comics was picking up some games and uh, Yellow Jacket, and they were all within. They were all on the same block of the same street. Right. All three of these stores. And then there was Bolin Books, who was carrying D&D stuff and, uh, and also CCG stuff. And uh, so they... Between these stores, it was, it was difficult to find gaming stuff. And there wasn't a games workshop store in town yet at that point. Right. Um, so game stuff was not the easiest thing to find. Uh, but I, I do recall my first actual D&D book that I owned was the complete book of elves, wow. which was bought for me after I made an elf deck in magic by someone who was like, wow, he's really into elves. And I was like, no, I'm just really into big creatures and mana. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, in grade 10, uh, Bill transferred to Oak Bay High and he was in my homeroom. Okay. And he actually became really good friends with Morgan before he became friends with me, but he... Uh, was running his first D&D campaign, like the first one that okay. he had GM'd. I think it was the first one he had GM'd. Or at least, pardon me, the first one in a while. Uh, so he invited me and Morgan along, and that's how we got into second edition, which I played for a while. So several years. Um, yeah, yeah at least two or three years. Okay. Because there was a long period of time where... where um, where we sort of started all sorts of different campaigns. Like, James ran a birthright campaign. Alan ran a... This is Alan from the forums with an exclamation mark. Alan ran a Planescape campaign. I ran Ravenloft. Um, Graham was running something in the Forgotten Realms, uh, the Haunted Halls of Evening Star, which people still remember for some reason. Okay. Um, and Bill ran the Temple of Elemental Evil. Nice. And that was... I, I cut my teeth on the Temple of Elemental Evil. <laughs> my first character was originally meant to be an elf chick. Not surprisingly. <laughs> but I didn't have the balls to play a chick at the table. And so changed the character concept when I got to the first game. Oh, wow. And, uh, and that was that. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh, I guess... So uh, by this point, you were... You, you played first edition D&D at I some did. point. Yeah, I quit when by second edition. Right. But... Around the time that that uh, I was playing Second Edition, you would have started playing Alternity, right? Which was Watsy's, or I guess TSR at the times. Uh, what, I guess it was in that transition period where TSR was getting bought by Watsy. I, I think by the time the first Alternity book was published, it was Watsy, but it still had a TSR logo on it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, the uh, Alternity was, of course, their sort of um, two opera. Yeah, but it was, I guess, as far as mechanics are concerned, it was oh. after, like, Second Edition came out and was out for a while, and then it right. was reprinted, and then they reprinted all these option books for special, for Second Edition, which we were using liberally in our campaigns, so yes. we, like, um, they, they introduced a lot more mapping stuff with combat and tactics and positioning, right. and then Skills and Powers, which was all about, um, you know, basically splitting your ability scores into two so you could get the, so you could boost the good half four points above the, the bad half. Right. So, like, strength... You cared about to hit and damage, but you you dropped the bit that gave you like bend bars and lift gates because who needed that, right? right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, alternative took the best of that kind of stuff and added in a really really good skill system. Yeah, and uh, sort of based the system off of that. And it was with alternative that I actually met Dale. Right. Or, or through not, the RPGA. Through the RPGA. Because, well, you were you introduced me to the RPGA because oh, okay. I was. It was so after after Dragon Strike, which was one of these one of these three game stores in in like a block, right. and the first one to really start carrying Magic in any capacity uh, closed, uh, I think due to severe mismanagement. But I I am not entirely uh, sure. I don't remember. Um, one of the employees there decided to open his own store called Core Games. Right. And uh, that was that was uh, in a different sort of area of downtown, and it had a really nice games room up upstairs. Like it, it was fantastic. It I was, don't know how they managed that. I through, by paying way too much rent is yeah. basically what came what it came down to. But yeah, pardon me, two level store, and uh, Pokemon basically paid paid his bills. I see. Uh, for the most part, I mean, 
it was really ser serendipitous timing because he opened the store and it was like the next year, boom, Pokemon. And it was, you know, pennies from heaven Yes. for like three years. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we, uh, but I was hanging out at Core Games on a Sunday afternoon one time. Right. And Dale was running uh, an alternative game uh, for the RPGA, Living Verge. Uh, and basically it was like, so, uh, Jeremy, you play D&D &D or something, right? Do you want to join our table? Because we don't have enough people. Oh, okay. And that's what it came down to. Wow. And it was that really bad Living Verge adventure where there was, like, you fought Pac-Man at the beginning. Oh, that was embarrassing. And, uh, and then Donkey Kong near the end of it. Yeah. And they're all robots. Uh. Yeah, it was... Because these, of course, are the video games that everybody remembers hundreds and hundreds of years from now. Right. Duh. <laughs> They're totally the video games that I was connecting to at the time. Yeah. But uh, so, I guess we'll see, you know, 20, 30 years from now, which versions of Pac-Man and Donkey Kong we'll play. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, I'm trying to think about when that went, like, I guess that was years after, like, the definitive version of Donkey Kong in my mind was the 1994 Game Boy remake. Um, that was that was the best Donkey Kong there was, but that was they, I mean it was a, it was a lot of people are gonna say no because it wasn't the original arcade Donkey Kong. They expanded on it with other levels and things like that. But Donkey Kong is a different beast entirely now. So yes. he's not a villain who rolls barrels at you. Alas, alas. Uh, but yeah, so I guess I started playing Alternative with with uh, with Dale and Co. Right. Um, and. I was immediately struck by a uh, how much AD and D Second Edition sucked uh, <laughs> as compared to Alternative because I really didn't have as much experience with any other system, and uh, and B just how uh, productive we seem to be, like how much we seem to get done uh, in our game session. Right. Uh, because the the game sessions that I was having with with Bill and and everyone had were not nearly as productive at the time. We would get together, we would game, sometimes we'd mostly just eat pizza and chat about stuff. Okay. And uh, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, I really want people who are committed to gaming to game with. Uh, and, you know, shortly afterwards, I also found out that you guys were, were doing, um, you were playtesting 3rd Edition, which right. was not out yet. That's right. And, uh, and I had a demo pack for 3rd Edition that I had training on how to run. Okay, yeah, I remember which that. Which was like, you know, like very basic and when i was running it like everyone at the table was like pitching in like well maybe it works like this well i don't know maybe it works like this and we were basically taking it like we were sort of we sort of thought we knew what was going on but we were taking second edition rules and sort of extrapolating from from there because they, it was really unclear that was the one with the shocker lizard it was yeah it was the, the introduction of the shocker lizard and right. no one had seen a shocker lizard before and it seemed like the coolest thing <laughs> and how often did you ever see shocker lizards used in third edition uh yes yeah I remember that demo. Uh, I was down at Watsy for a big pre-launch third edition thing, and this was after we'd been playtesting for a while. And they just brought in all the Watsy employees they could find and handed them the demo pack. And my DM was someone who hadn't been given any prep time, and he'd never done third edition. Yeah. And so we were at the table, and he's like, "I'm really sorry. I'm not sure how to do this." I'm like, "Okay, I've been playtesting this for a couple months. I'll yeah. help you out." <laughs> Nice. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. He was a good DM. He had a good sense of story. And, and you got to go to Gen Con for the launch of 3rd Edition. Too, yes, I did. You? Yeah. And I was there because I wanted to play 3rd Edition, and so I was running actually a lot of Alternity and um, Saga, which was the, the card-based like, RPG. I, and it was like Dragonlance and Marvel superheroes. Super yeah, I ran yeah. both of those. But then they didn't have enough judges... So I also ended up judging uh, Living Greyhawk 3rd Edition. For the first time. Right. And that was our big, your big introduction, and subsequently our big introduction to Living D&D &D campaigns. Right. Which really took the, uh, the RPG industry by storm for a long time. I would say that they're not as much a going concern now as they used to be, but that not could also much. be because they're not as much a going concern to us personally that's a good um, point like i don't know i i don't really pay a lot of attention to them anymore but presumably some people are still really hardcore into them there's certainly not as many as there used to be that's very true but uh yeah uh so i started playing with these guys a little bit before third edition came out in right. your your home third edition campaign yes um where we were like 
going to try and break into some orcs mountain palace or something. It was the Forge of Fury, right, I think. Right, right. Jeez, you're remembering this a lot better than I am. Well, it was, as I say, these were formative years for me, <laughs> so... Uh, and I played the the uh, the first ever Alexi, who was sort of oh, like right. a running gag. For... We haven't had an Alexi in a while. No, I haven't had... I haven't felt frustrated enough with the system to create an Alexi in a while. Okay. If we played 4th edition, you know, can constantly for like a year I would probably create an Alexi just for, for reference an Alexi is a character named Alexi who is vaguely I guess gypsy in origin sure. or always seems to be and uh, is typically a bard or a sorcerer who is relatively uh, annoying uh, he, he, he sucks for the most part he, and he's usually designed to suck um and uh, that would be tricky in fourth edition. Yeah, because everyone's everyone is awesome all the time yeah. right here. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, we played a lot of living campaigns. We went through living Greyhawk and living Arcanus, and uh, I guess then there was the Great River, which was right the uh, Pacific Northwest Pacific Northwest uh, shared campaign that we were both big parts of. Right. While Dale was Dale was very much a big part of that, and you right. you were on the Arcanus development team for a I while was. too. Yeah. And I wrote some stuff for Living Greyhawk. Right. I still, you know, last time I was at Gen Con, I got cursed out by someone who um, died horribly in Amidst the Mists and Coldest Frosts. Which was, that was you! It, it, it's <laughs> funny, too. I remember um, remember when you first wrote that, right. and uh, you arranged a playtest at Core Games. Right. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think Bill and I were both involved in that. and Maybe... Well, I, I know that I know it was me and one of the other guys who's now in Loading Ready Run, but I don't okay. remember who exactly it was. I played my Living Greyhawk character. The other person created a barbarian that I created for them going into it named Rathbone. Okay. Um, named after Mr. Rathbone, our uh, our high school vice principal. <laughs> um, which I, just always struck me as a great barbarian name. Yeah. Uh, but your original version of that module was significantly different than the one we actually ended up seeing. That's true. Yeah, uh, for for starters, we were going to beer fest. Yes, and uh, brew fest. Brew fest, which is a, a real Greyhawk festival. Every year they have brew fest. It's just too edgy for living Greyhawk. Well, you know, it was when the Canadian wrote the module. It was all about the beer, and when it got published by the Americans, it ended up being about capitalism. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, Greyhawk, uh, Arcanus, um, Great River, and uh, and now. Uh, we have, my, I guess we're doing a bunch of different things. I've been experimenting with the, with the Pathfinder beta. Right. I've played a little bit of 4th edition. I've read the books for 4th edition. I haven't really played in a 4th edition game yet. Yeah, I'm in the same way. And, I mean, it's, it's not, for me, part of, um, it's not that I don't want to play 4th edition. It's just that the people that I play with, namely Dale, Ryan, Jess, Karen, Tally... Etc. Yeah. Uh, are all still playing third and or Pathfinder. Right. And when we've had one shots, we've said, okay, what are we going to do this time? And fourth edition will come up, and there's other stuff people would rather do. Yeah. So that I mean, but that's fine. We um, I still I still actually have a desire to try fourth edition, and yeah. and I have been. I've also been making noise about playing Star Wars Saga Edition again recently, just because mm. I've I've been playing Kotor. But, uh, and also, I bought the Saga Edition book, and it's just sitting there. Well, that's how I'm feeling about 4th Edition. I bought all three. Yeah, exactly, and it's just never been used. Right. So, um, but, uh, Pathfinder is cool. Yes. Um, Pathfinder, of course, is, when, uh, Watsy spun out their, their magazine periodical branch into their own thing a while ago. Right. And that was Paizo. And they were doing Dungeon and Dragon magazine until the or until Watsy revoked the license. Yeah. And so now they they're putting together Pathfinder, and their sort of flagship title is the Adventure Paths, which are these uh, series of ninety-six page uh, soft cover adventure modules. Right. So you get six of those in a row, and there's one story arc that goes from the beginning to the end. Right. From like levels, I, it was initially like level one to fifteen, and now it's like level one to twelve or something. So, something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess uh, you may have run an adventure path or two. Well, I'm currently, 
running three of them. Um, Rise of the Rune Lords, we started right when it came out. And what we knew about that is that it was going to be about fighting goblins and giants. So I'm thinking, okay, this will be fun. We'll have a bunch of heroes. And my players, being my players, decided they wanted to play uh, Giant King Goblins. Yeah. So you've been helping me scheme that out. And Tally's been playing in it. And, yeah. I, I think it, it well, it's not, it seems like it's working out as well as can be expected. Yeah, we've been doing that for a couple years now. We might be winding down. They, you know, Giant King Goblins roleplay properly are people who lose what they do because the goblins in D&D are the antagonists you always defeat so there are all these rules about how goblins act and the players of course are following those rules yeah and so they fail a lot but, but they're having a great time exactly and they you know what they seem to have I guess progress is difficult to gauge because they go from like they, they got to like volume 4 at one point of That's the adventure right. path, and yeah. now they're back on like volume two or something. Oh, actually, as of last session, they're back in volume four. Excellent. Oh, okay. Well, they are. So they're 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 I guess progressing to some <laughs> to some extent. Yes. And then uh, I am playing in the second one. Right. That you're doing. Curse of the Crimson Throne. Right. Where we're all playing. It's an urban adventure that involves heavily. Apparently, more and more involves the nobility as yes. we go along. And, of course, we're all playing aristocracy. Yes. So, that one is much more task-oriented. Uh, you guys are being successful, ridiculously successful in some cases, yeah. to the point where the path assumes that you'll have irked people a certain way and they're coming after you, and you've just managed to cover everything up, and I'm kind of having to fake a lot of stuff. Well, I mean... It, I find it interesting, though, that like I feel like we're doing really well in that game. I agree. But um, we are so far behind every other group that's playing it, just insofar as like a timeline thing is concerned, just because we spend so much time goofing off and doing other stuff, <laughs> which is awesome. Like You say that we're incredibly task-oriented, which we are. For you guys. For us, that's that's fair. But, you know, we also are taking sort of the the elongated, circuitous route to the solution. Well, that's true. It's not as bad as when they started before you joined us because they were then running a host club. Right. They bought this building and they opened this up and they were just going to have people in and say, oh, well, we're nobles, pay, and we'll serve you tea and all this stuff. And that was a lot of fun, but it wasn't task-oriented. Right. Well, I mean, around the time that I started was also when the plague started. That's true. And and you oh, know, spoilers. What? Yeah, when the uh, when the entire place is being or the entire city is being overwhelmed with plague, that's a bad time. Okay, stop recording there for just a second because uh, Malcolm, my my landlord, uh, is supposed to be delivering a stove to uh. my apartment today. And uh, he was just calling to say that he was not, in fact, delivering the stove today. Okay. Yes. So we can keep recording. We can keep recording. Excellent. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so around the time that I joined, the plague had started in the city. Yes. And when there's a plague, <laughs> and it, it's, I mean, we, we also discovered that it was spread. I, I, this is huge spoilers for Curse of the Crimson Throne, by the way. Yeah, so stop listening if you want to play this unspoiled. Yeah. Uh, we also discovered that the vector for infection was touch and at that point, it's like, okay, something needs to be done immediately or everyone's <laughs> going to die. So, uh, yeah, that that was sort of the beginning of task-orientedness uh, for that group. But we've, I mean, we've kept on at a pretty good clip since then. I think so. And you probably were the best group I've heard of that dealt with the plague. I mean, you took basically all your resources and all your money and paid the Temple of Abadar to bring in an angel to walk the streets and touch people and remove disease on them. Yes, well, because an angel can do remove disease once a minute. Once a round. Once a round, yeah. Ten so, times a minute, yeah. Yeah, so basically that that seemed like the obvious solution. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the other one, uh, I, and I mean, yeah, as far as pissing people off and whatnot, I thought we did a pretty good job of covering up any activities that could trace anything back to us, which was... I was very impressed. So... 
which is funny as well because you know typically in D and D you want to take credit for you know saving the city or doing whatever. Right. When you live in a lawful evil society, you kind of don't want to do that <laughs> so much. Um, the uh, and then you are you've just started running a third adventure path, Legacy of Fire. Right. So that one, everybody is playing an undead member of this family that's used to be a slaver family, and now they're cursed and they're. They're just getting started, so they yeah. don't really know how they're going to be interacting with the plot yet. Right. But, I mean, what we... I remember I was scheming about this with you and, right. like, how we were going to do things. And we eventually came to the decision that everyone was going to be former liches. Yes, that's right. And that if they wanted to, they could eventually become liches again. They don't know that yet. Oh, well, I hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so... And then you have the fourth adventure path as well. Technically the third one, because the Legacy of Fire is the fourth one, right? Right. We're probably going to move the Bird Crunchers, the uh, Rise of the Rune Lords, online, because several of the players are moving or have moved out of town, and that'll leave me with a free game night. Right. So I'll start running Second Darkness um, in lieu of the Bird Cruncher game. The elf game. Yes. yes. Hopefully they'll choose elves. I'm giving them the options, but I think... Elvish Secret Agents would be a good party for that one. And that's a little bit closer to the actual uh, kind of group that the module would expect. Well, I don't know about that, but it's certainly the group that should be dealing with the problem. Sometimes in D&D modules you, you think, well, shouldn't there be some group, some guard, some royal knights or something who come and take care of these issues? Yeah. And, and the Elvish Secret Agents would actually be that group. It's, well, who should be dealing with this? Well, let's play them. Hmm. That makes good sense. Well, um, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, nice. And I've, I've, I guess eventually we're on like the fourth Legacy of Fire issue right now. The fourth one I just got in the mail Friday. Okay, so uh, that means that there will be another adventure path for you to run starting fairly soon. Well, in August they're launching um, the Council of Thieves, which is the first Pathfinder RPG. Oh, right, path. yeah. So I'll want to buy the rule book and assimilate that a little before I jump in. Yeah. Give me at least a week or two. Yeah, from the looks of it, it looks a little bit closer to 3.5 anyway, so, than, than the beta was, which we were trying in Castle Greyhawk, which we never really got into Castle Greyhawk on. Well, there were, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yes, it was very hard uh, ramming your head against the obstacles that I, I did not put in, the, in your way. Well, you weren't actually there for that, but... The way I heard it is you just wouldn't let us in. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you might have heard it a little bit wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, that's basically uh, my gaming history, part of Dale's gaming history, and what we're playing now. Right. Which uh, covers most of most of the podcast. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything else you wanted to, to throw in there, Dale? I don't think so. Cool. I'll save it for next time, whatever it is. All right, cool. Well, yeah, hopefully if there is, you know, a time like this again, we can bring some other members of, <laughs> of our gaming group in, in and uh, it can be better planned, and we can uh, we can gab at you some more about, uh, about other games-related stuff. Right, and if there were more of us and we needed to kill some more time, we'd just game. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, all right, cool. Hope you enjoyed this bonus content, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Cheers.